0: Yeah.
1: amen amen let's keep singing let's keep praising the lord leaning on jesus leaning on jesus i'm safe and secure from all reading in John chapter seven and Jesus on the last and the greatest day of the feast said he stood in the temple and he cried out with a loud voice if anyone I'm gonna try to find my spot there we go there it is if anyone is thirsty let him come to me and drink. And I love that. Anyone, anyone didn't say, when you get your ducks in a row, I want you to come. When you figure it out, I want you to come. He didn't say, for those who haven't sinned this week, go ahead and come. But Jesus declared, as God in flesh, if anyone, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And then he said this, he said, and out of their belly, out of their innermost being, out of their hearts will flow rivers of living water. Amen. Rivers, not just a river, rivers, rivers, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Against such there is no law. And as we end a very strange, trying, weird, contentious year, let's remember. Who's been faithful? Let's remember who's been faithful in 2019, in 2018, all the way back to where we started counting those centuries when a little baby was born in a manger, when God became flesh, amen. I wanna welcome all of you here all the many, I don't know if the camera can see, but there's seas of people. I'm kidding. A lot of people are traveling. A lot of people are home and, uh, we're still praying for those that are are home that don't want to be, but that need to be. And, uh, there's some that should be and are, and we bless you and we love you and you're part of us and we thank you. Um, pastor sends his best. He and his family are enjoying one another and, uh, we're grateful to have such a man of God. Amen. I'm so, I'm so grateful. Um, all the time I get to tell him, Hey, you're the pastor. (laughs) That one's, that one's up to you. Anyway, anyway, we love you. We're going to take our offering and, um, As we do, I just want to encourage us out of Matthew chapter six. um, Jesus said something interesting. He said that when you pray and when you fast and when you give now, when I hear someone say, when you do something, it carries with it an assumption, right? That's just a part of your life. Jesus didn't come here and say, oh, you gotta give, you gotta give this much or you're not gonna be blessed. No, he just said, this is just a part of your life. And um, as I've been meditating and thinking and, and reading and, and hearing about giving, um, I'm discovering there's a lot of life in giving. And I know sometimes Giving is hard, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of places that money needs to go, you know? The car doesn't always break down at the perfect time. Or somebody doesn't always get sick when everything is going well. Sometimes it seems like things go poorly and then they stack up on top of each other, you know what I mean? But I want to I share with you, God through the mouth of Jesus said, we don't have to worry about those things. What we need to think about is him and seeking his kingdom first. I mean, it almost seems silly, but Jesus was so free with money. He appointed a thief as his treasurer. That makes no sense. No, you're supposed to appoint the most honest, the the most exact person to be the treasurer. But Jesus appointed somebody who liked to skim off the top and stick it in his pocket. Why would he do that? I think Jesus did it on purpose. I don't think he was like, Oh, no, what have I done? Well, I can't change it now. I think Jesus wanted to show us that he wasn't connected to it. That money didn't have his heart that he could give it freely away even to someone who would steal from him and still be okay. And I was thinking, okay, we're still here. I was thinking about that, you know, sometimes we're concerned, is our money going to the right place? Are they using it for the right things? But then I go to that woman who put a, a mite in the offering at the temple. And from from Jesus' words about the religious leaders, they didn't have it all together. They weren't making all the right decisions. They weren't necessarily leading people in a path that he was approving of. But yet still, her gift meant something to him. Because it wasn't about the gift, it was about the heart, right? And where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. And if I've learned anything from, honestly, once being afraid to give... And I would hardly give anything because I was afraid. You know what I mean? I was what if I don't have enough? And then as the Lord's been working in my heart, it's never been about that. It's always been about me trusting him and me through the gift, sanctifying the whole. Prayer isn't about trying to get something from God. Prayer is about taking time out of our day to sanctify the whole. The Sabbath isn't about making sure you do everything right so God doesn't get mad. It's about taking a day to sanctify the rest of the six and say, God, I'm giving this back to you because you gave it all to me. Fasting isn't about trying to flick yourself to achieve some spiritual height. Fasting is about saying, God, you've given it all to me. You've given it all to me. I'm saying thank you in this moment of hunger where I'm feeling a little bit of how good your gifts are the father gives good gifts to his children amen and through giving through the tithe through the offering he gives us an opportunity to join with him in those good gifts and we get to experience a little bit of the joy of giving for it is more blessed to give than to receive Father, we thank you for the offering. We thank you for the tithe. We thank you for an opportunity to partner with you in a spirit of generosity, in a spirit of faith, in a spirit of gratitude. Lord, and as we close this weird, strange year, we thank you for it even still. We say thank you, God, for a, a sun to shine. We say thank you for provision, for food on the table, for a roof over our head. You have taken care of us. And God, when we've been weak, your strength in us has helped us along the way. So thank you. Amen. Amen. Before um, you can can start giving the offering, before we uh, enter into worship, I want to introduce everyone to Pastor Misael. Go ahead and wave. Pastor Misael, he is a local pastor here of Faith Chapel. He will be sharing the word with us, and we're excited to have him. Um, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but little history lesson, um, he, for a short time, pastored alongside uh, our former pastor, Herschel Baker, is that right? Down at Woodward Church of God, so he's actually moved to the area now, and uh, we are excited to have him with us, to be blessed. and he can do it in Spanish or English. I choose English. All right, bless you all and uh, thank you, Lord. We appreciate you. Let's go to him in praise and worship and give thanks to the mighty name of Jesus.
2: Amen. Amen. Let's just celebrate our God. How many know that he's an awesome God? He's an awesome God, amen, and he is good and his mercy endureth forever. Here we go. One, two, three. One, two, three, two. Hey, tell me you know that it's good? Hey. we got to sing a song that we can all sing together. Every night you can talk to watching at home. Buddy. Come on. Put those
0: hands together. Say, one, right two, I did it. Say One, two, I Peace out. That- in the dark. never stop working you never stop we never stop working Waymaker, miracle worker promise keeper light in the darkness my god that is who
1: Thank you, Lord. We're going to sing that again. In Hebrews, it says now faith is the substance. Faith is substance, it's tangible. You can't see it, but it's evidence of what you cannot see even when we don't see it he's working and when we agree with that statement it's called faith and faith is substance and faith is evidence it is substance it is evidence and when i see faith i know that god is moving and whether you've seen it here if there's faith here god is moving because God is the giver of faith he is the author and the finisher of our faith so let faith swirl let it move let's sing that again even when i don't see it
3: let that faith rise
1: up in you that god is the author and the finisher of this even when we don't see it here he is here working for our good amen
0: even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop Never stop working, never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working.
4: Earlier this week, um, Presley needed to have another infusion and um, we are so grateful that she got to go um, 11, almost 12 weeks this time between infusions, which is the hope um, that will continue to go further and further um, as her body adjusts and um, kind of aligns itself back the way that it should be. But when I got home, I was talking to um, a childhood best friend of mine who lives near Nashville, who's been through her own um, medical <clears throat> struggles And um, a couple of her children have also had their own um, medical challenges over the years. And she said, it is difficult for me to pray for Presley for healing. And she apologized to me for that. She said, I want her to have healing. But have you ever just wanted the healer more than the healing? Have you ever just wanted God more than what he could do for you. And she said, I want Presley to grow up with a testimony even more so that I want for her to be whole. And she said, don't get me wrong, I want her to be whole. And I said, I understand that. I get what you're saying. And that's okay with me that I have this one friend who's praying that for my daughter even more than asking for God to heal her physically, heal her body, that she would want the healer, that she would want the power, the one who holds the power more than what he can do for her, but that she would want him. I want him. I want him more than what he can do for me. And this year, if nothing else, with everything that has gone on, can we look forward with hope to the one who holds the future. This year didn't take him by surprise right? It took every one of us by surprise, (laughs) but his ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He was already here, and he's already gone before us, so let us walk with hope into what he has for us.
0: The Lord is my shepherd, and he goes before me, Defender behind.
1: a moment (laughs) right where you're at. I would contend that in the the whole span of your life, there is not a single thing more important than in a moment like this, saying, I love you, and then hearing it back. Woo, oh, thank you, Lord. Hearing it back, allowing your heart To be open enough even if it's broken even if it's angry even if it's tired and weary remember he said if anyone is thirsty let him come not not all if you if you wait to get it figured out you'll never figure it out because that's not how this works jesus didn't come for those who are well if you're well you'll never figure it out if you can already see you'll never see no, he said, "I'm I'm coming for those who recognize their need for God. Blessed, blessed are those who recognize their need for God. Amen." Let's welcome Pastor Misael. Thank you, brother. I'm just going to pray for you and. Uh, Father, we thank you that your word is living and powerful. It's not our word. It's your word. And so I pray that Misael would be skilled, that he would be clear, and that what needs to be said would be said, and what needs to be heard would be heard. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
5: Give God some praise in this house. I feel his presence in this house. Amen. How many feel his presence in this house? My God, I felt his presence in the worship about the third second or third song. I couldn't even look out my eyes because they were so watery. You know, the thought that kept coming across my mind as we worship the Lord, there was just a short phrase. And the phrase in my mind I want to share with you, that phrase was, we've made it. We've made it. 2020, we've made it. I don't know about you, but (laughs) I thank the Lord for allowing us to make it. Amen. This, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We've made it through the toils and snares and through the many afflictions. We're still here today. And if I have anything to do in this place this morning is to thank him because he's been a good, good father. If he's been good to you, can you just give him praise for 30 seconds in this house? He's been good. He's been good. He's been good. We've made it. Look at your neighbor and just tell him we've made it. Nod your head. You may not be able to do what we've been able to do, but you could just let him know we've made it. God has been good to us, and I'm just so thankful to look up after the whole... and thank the Lord to say that we've made it. Amen? I want to thank the Lord for you, for your church. I want to thank the Lord also for your pastor, great friend and mentor in the Lord. Um, just a great man of God, amen. And I've also been blessed to know your former pastor, which we had a chance to have him as my pastor, which was Pastor Herschel Baker. Blessing also to meet Pastor uh, Herschel and his wife. I love them very dearly. Today with me is my beautiful wife and my daughter, my wife Zuleika and my daughter Zulemi. And we're just thankful That's the First Lady of uh, Faith Chapel here in Maryville, amen? (laughs) And we're just thankful this morning. Some of our folks were supposed to get out. I think the snow trapped them in, but they're online with us, amen? So we're thankful to be here this morning, and can I just say that I've prayed to the Lord, and I've prayed, and I've prayed, and I have a word that will bless not only what's remaining of this year, but what's coming into the new year. How many believe that the Lord is able? He is able to bless you today until next year until the next year because God is good. And I just want to let you know um, I've been praying to the Lord for today, and, and this kind of confirmed to me the message, a new year and a new me. How many are thinking in that same sense, new year, new me, like never before? I think that the one thing that has happened is that we all across the room could say, this has been a tough year. Everyone, i You know, years before, you have a mix of different people, different opinions. But this year, I believe it's been a tough one, how we've seen so many things change. But I want to let you know that new year, new year, new you in the Lord. Amen? So today, I want you to stand with me, if you would please. And I just want to let you know, just so you get to know me a little bit better. I've been in, 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 in the Church of God for the last 11 years of my life. Um, It's been a blessing. I love the Church of God. I want you to, this morning, know that I am also a Southerner. Amen? About 11 years ago, I became that, and I don't want to leave this area. I love it. I love the foothills. I love it. I've worked my way up to Maryville, and I'm thankful to be here. I think Herschel and I switched, but I'm so thankful to be here, and I'm so thankful. But I've prayed to the Lord today for a word that would bless you, and I want you to open your words today to the book of Ephesians chapter 3. And I just want to let you know that if you hear me get a little bit fast, I'm not, I am speaking in another tongue, but it's not in a known tongue because I'm Spanish. Amen. That's, that is our first language. So if I just get really fast, just praise the Lord because it's probably prophetic and it'll get to you before you leave this building. How many believe that? <laughs> God is good. God is good. Amen. Book of Ephesians chapter 3. I want to focus on three verses, verse 14, 15, and 16. Amen. How many are ready to be blessed this morning? Amen. The Word of God says, Ephesians 3.14, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. Verse 16, focus your attention on this verse. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner men. I want to repeat that verse 16. And if you allow me, I'll read it in the NIV version. In verse, Let's read all three verses and I'll read it out of the NIV version. For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray... That out of his glorious riches, how many doubt that God's riches, God has abundant riches in his glory. How many doubt that? I don't doubt that. So this verse is telling me and you that our prayer today is that out of God's riches and abundant glory. Who's this for this morning? Let's finish up the verse. Out of his glorious riches that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit. Where? in your inner being this morning I want to preach to you under the title recharge look at your neighbor look at them eyeball to eyeball and tell him, neighbor I think this year you and I we need to recharge we need to recharge. I don't know about you, but I definitely need to recharge. I don't know I don't know how you're feeling this morning, but looking at four years left to the New Year's, we need to recharge. The Church of Jesus Christ, now more than ever, we need to recharge. Look at your neighbor, tell them, I've come to this place this morning to recharge. I, I need it, I need it. Listen, as I listen to the worship team come and bring the songs of worship, I knew that I needed a recharge, and their worship recharged us, but the Word of God this morning, has come to recharge you today. Let's pray to the Lord. Father God, we thank you this morning for your presence in this place. Father God, have your way in this house. Father, let the word, like your Bible says in the book of Isaiah, doesn't return void. It always fulfills the purpose for what it has, it it was read. And this morning, Father God, we have your word in front of us, Father God, and we ask you, Lord, to bless our lives through your word. Recharge your inner being, recharge marriages, recharge the youth in this church, recharge every ministry, every area of ministry that seems or maybe looks like it's dying out. But, Father God, this morning, we want your recharge. Holy Spirit, we want your Move now more than ever. In Jesus' mighty name, the church says, Amen amen and amen. You may be seated, but be careful. Don't sit on your praise this morning. You're going to need it. (laughs) Amen. God is good. Recharge. Amen. This message comes after I was reading into an anonymous statement that was said in an article. And the anonymous statement said the following. What would happen if we recharge our inner man with the same frequency we recharge our cell phones? The man was impressed years after years. Phones have been upgraded. We call them smartphones. But no matter how many updates your phone and my phone, how much we customize our cases and how much we customize the appearance of our phone, a phone with a poor battery life is not a good phone. A phone with a poor battery life, I'm sorry, but sooner or later is gonna leave you halfway or not, it's not gonna help you get to where you're going. The man noticed that people were frequently looking to charge their phones. If you look at the times that we're living in today, most of the places we visit have now places to plug in phones. If you actually see it, they're not even just regular outlets, they're USB ports, specifically made to charge your phone. Why? Because we've noticed that people need to frequently plug in and charge. Come on, some of you probably seen some people charging some odd places washing their clothes, phone hanging over their side in a, in a public place. And we've seen this because people need to charge their phone. Your phone, whether you know it or not, has different sounds to differ- differentiate the different needs or the different options or, 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 or functionalities your phone has. For example, it has a ringer for your text. It has a different sound maybe for, for emails. But there's one distinct sound that everyone in this place knows how to identify. It's when your battery's dying. When that little sound goes off, everybody knows how to identify that our battery's life is dying. The distinguished sound of a low battery always gets our attention. Your battery life, once it's low on your phone, there's a peculiar sound that probably can't be customized. It signals us to plug in into a power source before your communication privileges become temporarily out of service. You can have service. Can you hear me now? But without a battery, your phone is useless. Brothers and sisters, I want to inform you this morning that in the same manner that our cell phones need to or that our cell phones warns us about low battery our inner man, hallelujah, constantly lets us know and it constantly talks to our heart and it sends us all signals that we are in need of recharge. We are, to date, December 27. We are four days from 2021. And I believe I'm not the only one in this building that could say with all the activities of 2020 and with all that has gone on, I'm not the only one in this place that could probably say, I need a recharge. In fact, at Faith Chapel, we've discussed as we get closer to family gatherings and as we come together as family, such as New Year's, I believe that the church needs to ask the Lord to refuel us, to re-energize us, to recharge us so that we can be effective in witnessing to our family because I don't know about you, but he is still the reason for the season. What we often find by this time Uh, By this time of the year, people are worn out from so many activities, Christmas party, Christmas specials, special advertisements, so many things that we feel too tired to worship. We feel too tired to create an atmosphere of blessings and renewal. Our inner man is sending signals all the way around and, and is warning all the disciples of Jesus Christ that it's time to recharge. I am of the belief that our attendance, even with what we're going through right now, should not diminish. Rather, it should grow as we enter in week by week, as we press in to get closer and find out what the Lord is is speaking to us. Sunday by Sunday, our attendance should be growing. You know just why? Because God is willing to recharge us all. Work, 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 work all year long. But there comes a time, no matter how spiritual you are, how many years in the Lord you have, or how much knowledge you possess, no, we have to know when we are running on the light side. We have a series at church that we started this year and it's called Our Journey to the Manger. And we spoke on, and our title for that series, one of the titles that we had in the series was Don't Miss Christmas This Christmas. Because I believe people are in are so caught up with so many things around you that you could do the same thing that happened over 2,000 years ago. They missed Christmas that Christmas. Yes, when you look at the innkeeper, he was too busy with business. Listen, I would have cashed out really big on that opportunity. God made man. God's son in the house. Think about what would you have called that place? That place would have been booming. No vacancy ever, sister. That place would have always. But he was so busy with business that he didn't get to experience the biggest miracle that every human being has ever received. And is the present of Jesus Christ in our lives. So we talked about don't miss Christmas this year because we are and so many things going on around us that not only the Bible tells us that the innkeeper lost out on that opportunity but also the religious folks of those days you see the book the Bible tells us in the book of Micah that there was a prophetic word that had come forth that such kid would come and would be their savior and would come in swaddling clothes there was even signals of this that was gonna happen before their eyes yet The religious folks, don't look around, don't look around. The religious folks were too familiar with the text that they weren't willing to go from, from Nazareth to Bethlehem to find out who was going to be the savior of our lives. Amen. Last thing that we talked about in that series about not being, not missing Christmas this Christmas is about the king. The king was so worried about his throne he was so worried about do you remember he set the decree to kill out every children he set out that he was so concerned about his authority and him being king that he didn't allow room for the king of kings to sit in his life I believe this time of the year, there's people that are too busy working. There's people that are too busy trying to make up for what they've lost. And we are now looking at moments where the church needs to recharge. I don't know if you understand, I may not have every single term here. And I may speak Spanish every once in a while to get a term. But nevertheless, we know that we are living in times where we need to recharge. Don't be too busy to see the signals. Don't be too busy. I want to just tell you, don't ignore the signals this morning. Listen, I've seen great ministries start off strong. But ignore the signals of recharge. And you know how that ends. I've seen great matrimonies. 20 years strong, but forgot to recharge. I've seen great churches great ministries great church staffs great intentionally great intentions i meant but no ability to reconnect with the lord now i want to be practical this morning jesus often showed us his human side jesus jesus often showed us what to do when you're tired And Jesus modeled what to do in this type of situation. Jesus teaches us in this word that in order to recharge, you need to retreat. In order to recharge, you need to retreat. I'm not talking about a shopping spring. I'm not talking about a golf course. All those are good retreats, right? (laughs) Right. But nevertheless, Jesus teaches us that when we need to recharge, we need to retreat. We see him oftentimes in his ministry after so big events and after big things that happen, he would often find himself alone right after the big events. And, and and the dilemma today is that we're not receptive. I've noticed that the more responsibilities we all have, the more we want to bypass the inner man. The bigger we are in the Lord or the more responsibilities we have, the more stronger we become to say we got it, let's keep going and going and going. Anybody else understand what I'm saying? You're looking at me serious this morning. Go, 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 bypassing indicators, bypassing signals. Sorry. And I've heard from above today, church, and I wanna just tell you that we need in 2021 to enter into 2021. We need a recharge of his spirit. But I want you to look at somebody and I want you to just nod your head and tell them it starts on the inside. Often we want to recharge by doing so many great activities. And I I love great activities and great things. And we want to recharge by doing great things. But let me tell you where recharge starts. It starts on the inside. It starts in the inner man. How many remember when God started working on the inside but it shows on the outside? Amen. There's nothing... I want to establish some things right before we talk about being tired. And I just want to tell you this morning, I want to make a big fact finding and I want to share with you. There's nothing wrong with being tired. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I could finish. There's nothing wrong with being tired, church. Listen, you're not offending God. And it's not a sin that you and I are tired. (laughs) Tiredness not treated brings the negative consequences the issue is church when we fail to recognize we need to renew and retreat with the Lord and renew our spirits I want to just remind you really quick before I move over to my next point when you don't treat tiredness the effects or the consequences are catastrophic I want to remind you a story and we've all heard this in Sunday school the story of Samson right How many heard the story of Samson? We've all heard it. Can I just point your attention to a very important thing that the Lord showed me? Let me remind you that Samson was really strong. We've heard the story before. I personally believe that his strength maybe was invisible. How many places? It was invisible. That's the guy that I serve. (laughs) And and you see, he wasn't Hercules like the mythology or Greek mythology tries to point out. Uh, I believe that when the anointing on Samson, God gave him supernatural strength where entrances to cities and gates weren't a match for this man. And I just want to tell you that you and I as the church, the Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter 18, that the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. Such as Samson, we've been given the strength through the spirit of God to take out the doors that the enemy is trying. You know what doors are for? doors are to keep people from the outside to come in in your house right it's not kept from it's not the doors in your house are not there to keep you from going out the doors in your house are there to keep others from coming in the bible says that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. means that there's no door in hell that you and i cannot knock down how many praise the lord this morning So, Samson, I want to just point out my fact-finding at this moment. I want to point out that the reason Samson, and I know you've all heard the story, and I know you're all going to point fingers at Delilah, but the whole reason Samson had the issue he had is because of his tiredness. He was tired. I want to point out, and I want to ask you, where was Samson every time Delilah said, The Philistines are coming. The where's where was he at? He was always asleep on top of Delilah's lap. (laughs) I'm glad you guys got that with me. Samson was tarred. I've learned that one here in the South. He was tarred. (laughs) Mucho, muchísimo sueño. He was tired. Watch this. We often blame Delilah, and we always used to say when I was growing up, unequally yoked. If you've been in the church, if you've been in Pentecostal for a while, you know what I'm talking about. But it wasn't that. Samson was tired. Every time you observe him, you see him on Delilah's. In other words, Delilah, what she provided for Samson was rest. First the Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23 t- tells us that, Not all things are bad for us, but some things we have to definitely stay away from. And what I want to tell you is that it wasn't, the problem wasn't Samson. It was where he was finding rest. Oftentimes we pray for our children. We pray for our marriages. Can I just say that you need to pray so that your children and your marriages, they find a good place where to rest. We pray for our marriages and we're asking God keep them away from temptation. No, keep them away from the place where they find rest. Samson, the Bible tells us that he was and we could see him in a situation where he was always tired. Let me bring you to another fact finding. You remember the Bible talks about the parable of the ten virgins. We often separate five from the other five because the Bible does tell us that. And we often criticize the five foolish ones, right? I've heard the sermons growing up. There's either, there's 10, 10 versions. And inside of a church, you've got five half that are foolish and the other half that is wise. And those that sounds good, I want to point your attention to something. Listen, all 10 of them had lamps. The Bible tells us that all 10 of them slumbered, all 10 of them slept. Praise the Lord. And this morning, I want to tell you that we all, at one point or another, we all get tired. God, don't let me fall into temptation. Don't let my husband fall into temptation. Don't let my children fall into temptation when what we should be praying is God renew their strength. Tired is also a minister's worst nightmare. The problem is not being tired. The problem is where we find rest, folks. This morning, I want to not only tell you what the Lord has brought to me, and I know this kind of information going out and forth, but I, I ask the Lord to give me a word that will bless you and will mark you until 2021. Is that okay with you this morning? So I want to point out this morning the signals. How can we identify when the enemy is attacking? How do we figure out when we're tired? Well, what signals do we have? First signal I want to point out this morning. What signals or how we identify when we are in need of recharge? Number one, you are in need of recharge when you feel overwhelmed and you begin to paint your world gray. Anybody in here feeling overwhelmed? Is your world, are you painting it gray? What does that mean? There's sun for everyone, but not for me. There's clarity for everyone, but not for me. You often see yourself and find yourself in storms. We, and in these storms, we make things bigger for us, but better for everyone else. Anybody else? My God. This just one signal. You know, we make things bigger than they are. It's kind of like this disciple syndrome. They found themselves in the middle of the water, and these grown men, brother are talking about ghosts. These grown men are seeing things that, at that age, sorry, you shouldn't be seeing them. They're seeing ghosts. And when we feel like we're overwhelmed, we start seeing things where they're not. <laughs> the pastor didn't say hi to me. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. We begin to paint our world gray. Number two, what other signals? When we are... In need of recharge, we also begin to feel that what we're doing for the Lord is in vain. Look around you today. See how many people have retreated. Barna Research says that the number is so big, I don't even want to repeat it, that people are retreating through crisis. When they go through crisis, they actually retreat from coming to church and do you think that has something to do with it i I think so that when they feel like coming to church is in vain when they feel like lifting up their hands is in vain when they feel like anything they do for the lord is in vain is anybody in this house understanding what i'm talking about maybe you felt that this 2020 that no matter how much you tried how hard it was i remember and i remember when we first started dealing with whom what where and why my goodness Someone is, some don't, some say, and all that gets overwhelmed and, and you just start feeling like everything you do for the Lord is in vain. You know, if I come to the house, it's good. if I get online and you just start feeling like it's in vain, that's sign number two. Sign number three, I got more. Hmm. Well, I'm not even done with number two, to be honest with you. And number two, when you feel that you're, the things that you're doing for the Lord is in vain, you start feeling unaccomplished we are not the only christian's church to feel tired and in need of recharge there's a verse that i want to take you to in a chapter of a man that felt the same things we are feeling these days so please open your bible and i'm going to take you through the word through the book of psalms chapter 73 and we're going to look at a man named asaph he was a a a worship he was a guy that uh, uh, the bible talks about This situation that we could all relate with and relate to in the book of Psalms chapter 73. And I want to look at verse 13 on chapter 73 of Psalms. Can you look at that with me, please? Listen to what he says. Remember, my point number two was when you start feeling that what you do for the Lord is in vain. 73.13 says, surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and have washed my hands in innocence. So Asaph felt that not only what he was doing was in vain, but also living for the Lord was not worth it. It was, I have washed my hands in innocence. Asaph asked, God, is it worth it? Is it worth living for God? Is it worth living in holiness? I serve God, but, but is it worth it? Have you ever been where Asaph was? When he wrote, or when he explained, or he wrote this verse, have you ever felt that way as Asaph felt? There's people in the room that have learned to be receptive to charge, and there's people that have felt what Asaph is describing that he felt, but yet we should not criticize those that recharge. You know what I'm talking about, those brothers and sisters that are constantly recharging the Lord. And we look at them and say, wow, how can they do that when we got all this stuff going on? Don't criticize them. They've learned to recharge. And do I have any of those folks in here today, this morning? Any of those folks that don't matter how everybody else is feeling, you're going to praise the Lord, you know? No matter what anybody else is saying, you've come with a purpose. Your purpose is sitting in the book of Psalms 100, verse 4. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and with praise. No matter what's going on behind me, I've made a decision. As for me and my house, we're going to praise the Lord this morning. Those people that stay recharged, I want to just tell you, my God, I need more of you around me all the time, 24 <laughs> 7. Because Asaph is a churchgoer too that starts to tell us and describe to us. That he is feeling tired. I'm not criticizing anyone this morning. I want you to know that I've also felt tired. I know what it's like to preach and be tired. It's no fun. I have to be transparent as well this morning. And looking back and looking at pieces of my life, sacrifices I've made, things I've lost, and most importantly, people that I've also lost. Dreams that I've also lost. One moment of my life, I've also asked the Lord, Lord, is it worth it? Even brought up in church since a little kid, you know, my family is all, we are the Christian version of the Jackson 5. The reason I say that is because we were looking back at some of the things that we've been through. My little brother, the drummer, the animal from the Muppet Babies, he's up in heaven right now at 22 years old in a wreck. And sometimes I ask the Lord, Lord, is it worth it? Is it worth it to, to preach? And to give all you have when inside sometimes you're feeling tired. Come on, anybody listening to me this morning? No matter how holy you get, Jesus even got tired. Come on. No matter how hard it is, we all get tired at a point or another. But I love what Asaph tells us in Psalm 73. You know, we, we let me just tell you about an opportunity, a ministry moment. There was a moment in ministry where I was ministering, and I was asking the Lord that same day, Lord, is it worth it? Lord, is it worth it? And I was, I've was i been blessed to be able to be in the mission field. And as your pastor also visiting the country of Honduras, I was able to visit Honduras and minister to Hondurans. And even in the mission field one day, <laughs> my mind and, and, and so many things going on, I had my family back at home, and I was like, Lord, is it worth it? Well, after service, I had a couple that was waiting for me, and I got ready for the routine, say, how can I help you? How can I pray for you? And they were like, no, we're, we haven't come for prayer. And I'm telling you, minutes probably before I got off the stage, I looked at a crowd of people just under the anointing of God, But yet inside, anybody understand what I'm saying this morning? Yet inside, deep, deep inside, you're asking the Lord to answer things that are not resolved yet. Still inside, you're ministering. Yes, the anointing is full. Yes, the anointing is overflowing. But we need to recharge. And in that day, I felt that. But yet, I asked the Lord, Lord, is it in vain? I'm coming off the stage as I preach, drenched and sweat. And there's a man that stops me and he says, I have to tell you something, preacher. He says, When you first came here, and this was probably two years ago, there was a service that my wife and I came to. And in that service, we were at the verge of a divorce. We had lost all hope. So much so, brother, that she came in the church later on in one car and I came to church on the other end. And, you know, we were separated already, he said. But after you preached that day, He said, I felt the Lord just touching my heart. He said, I took and I responded to the word in the altar call. And he said, when I looked up, he said, I saw my wife on the other end of that same altar. Again in the altar, he said, I said, oh, God is good, isn't he? He said, and ever since then, a couple years have passed by and I've never, never been happier. He says, now she is the women's ministry leader. And I'm the man's ministry leader. How many praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Do, so when we ask, is it worth it? When we ask, is it worth it? I just want to tell you this morning, let me tell you, it is all worth it. It is all worth it to say, to serve a powerful God. It is all worth it to give your life to the God that is, that was, and is to come. How many praise the Lord? It is worth it. Look at your neighbor, tell him it's worth it. It's worth it living for the Lord. It's worth to save who you are for the Lord. So your sacrifice in the Lord is not in vain. Mark chapter 10 verse 32 says this, And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that has left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or land for my sake in the gospels i want to bring you to point number three how else can you identify if you're tired this morning number three verse three of chapter 73 gives us the insight on this next point verse three says for i envy the arrogant when i saw the prosperity of the wicked how else can you tell if you're tired and you need some recharge is when you start seeing the when you start seeing the, the life of the arrogant and the foolish, I, I think, can I just put a little pause in here? I think that that's the most thing that the world is trying to do right now. Social media, everything else around us, kind of lets us see a, a whole point of view that, can I just say, is not our point of view. And us as believers, we got to stop looking at them like they're trying to tell us what we're supposed to do. Wait a minute. We are the church of Jesus Christ. We are and we have been empowered by his spirit. And we have been empowered by Jesus Christ to be able to be effective in witnessing this thing we call the gospel of Jesus Christ. We cannot let them tell us what we're here to do. We're supposed to tell them. But yet, when we're feeling tired, church, we start looking at everybody else. And we start looking at what they're doing. We start looking at the life of the of the rich and the arrogant, or the the Bible says, actually, let me the arrogant and the foolish. And I'm not saying anything against riches, I'm praying for that too. Verse three says, For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. I want to just stop and say this morning, whether you understand it or not, in God we have it all. Whether you know it or not, in Jesus Christ, you have it all. Let me, let me make this clear. Hollywood needs to hear this. In God, we have it all. I want to make this clear this morning. The music business has to hear it. God has everything, has it all. He has everything we need. I want the world to understand this morning. Let Maryville hear it. In God, we have it all. Can you say that with me? In God, we have it all. I don't care what that bill says. In God, we have it all. I don't care what the doctor's telling you. In God, you have it all. So don't let what others are doing around you dictate what the good Lord has told you he's going to do. If the Lord said he was going to do it, my God, he'll never show up early. He'll never show up late. He'll always show up on time to do what he said he will do. I want I want to move it along. Number three, when we begin to look at the life of the arrogant and foolish. Number four, there's a verse in Luke chapter 24, verse 21, and I want you to look at it really quick with me, and I'm almost through. I, to, I was told you guys like to go to like 2.30 or 3 o'clock, so yeah, see? <laughs> Point number four, when you feel disappointment invading your heart. These are all things that the Lord spoke to me about, things that are happening this season, this time, twenty twenty, what has been going on and inside the church? And I was blessed because we haven't had a speaker in a long time, and we had one about two weeks ago. A young man out of North Carolina, he's actually the son, he's a nephew of our for, of the former pastor and one of the families of our church. My God, that young man blessed us so much. It was a, it was like refreshing. It was like water fresh water in the middle of a desert because he came with a whole different perspective here we are trying to make out of this whole thing and he comes and says you know the lord the lord is moving in a great way find out what he is doing don't get caught up in everything else and we were like thank you lord It was refreshing. We haven't had a preacher in a long time. So I've set out this morning to to speak to this church, to catapult you into 2021 without letting this hold you back. Amen. I'm not going to let this hold me back. Amen. Number four says when you feel disappointment invading your heart it's when you know that there are signals that you're running low. Luke 24 verse 21 says, but we had hope that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is that it is the third day since this all took place. Can you hear it in the, the disappointment in his voice? Can you hear? God, you said you were going to come back. God, you said you. Uh, how many people are disappointed because they thought this year God was going to do what you thought? How many people are disappointed and they're drawing. Let me tell you, it's a plan of the enemy. It's a plan of the enemy. Do not retreat. Do not give up. Do not go back. The church of God must do what God told Moses in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the sea, and behind them was Pharaoh's army. And what did God said Exodus fourteen fifteen He says, "Go forward." Listen, when you don't know what else to do, when you don't find what to do that makes logic, just ask the Lord and just go forward. That step of going forward in faith will bless your life incredibly. How many praise the Lord this morning? But we trusted that it had been he who has who would redeem israel there's disappointment on the way to emaoes when they're walking lord i've heard it this year lord i've waited for you to help me i've heard it all this year lord i waited for you to lift them now he's in a funeral right now lord I waited for you to heal me. Now the doctor's saying that it's gotten worse. Lord, I thought you we were protected, but Lord, my God, this thing is in our house. When our mentality goes against what we expected, we often think that God is the one at fault. You know how we feel. But let me just tell you, though you feel he's away, though you feel he's done, Though you feel he's not there, I'll call Maryville Church of God. I've come to tell you differently. I've come to tell you this morning that he's not done, he's not through, that the church of Jesus Christ is still alive and well. Actually, you know what? We don't need the masses. We need two or three. My God, we got more than two or three in here. We All we need to do is recharge. I want to just remind you about the story of Gideon's army. It wasn't a big 140, 130,000 men. It was 301 with Gideon. Nevertheless, their ratio was six to one but my god can i just say god is going to give you the victory if you believe in his word god will give us the victory no matter what has gone on behind us god is willing to recharge us so what made us really figure out what the lord was doing please you want to look at this first open your bibles right there if you still have it it's chapter 73 verse 17 And I'm almost coming through a close. Brother, absolutely. Thank you, brother. So how do we recharge? We've already found out how we start hearing about, or the Bible says that of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You want to hear what's going on inside of you? Just hear what you're saying. Hear your conversation with somebody else. You ever catch yourself here in your own conversation and be like, oh, Lord. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So this morning, I want to tell you what to do to get a recharge this morning. Listen to what the Bible says that Asaph tells us. Verse 17, till I enter the sanctuary of God, my God, until you came in this morning, <laughs> until you walked in this place, I'm telling you, i go even further to say until until I walked into the gates, until I drove into the parking lot, my God, listen to what he said, then I understood their final destiny, he said something clicked when I came to the house of God, anybody ever feel like that? Stay home if you want to, but I ain't staying home, I need to get the revelation when I come in this place, I, need, I don't know about you, but when I put my foot in God's house, it's like every has to run everything has to flee all the thoughts and all the negativity has to go away a tells us yes i felt down before yes i felt like the wicked has prospered more than us but nevertheless until i set foot in god's house my god something happened something changed anybody could understand what he's talking about i'm telling you there's times where i've been in, in situations but when i step in the house of god everything changes listen i have a mother that has an incredible unshakable faith i remember as a kid one year she had stitches she had an operation done and we weren't pastoring yet my parents are now pastors in the state of florida and they've been for since i was probably 14 15 i won't tell you my age right now (laughs) but it's been about 15 20 years of marriage i mean of ministry probably more and i remember that my mom came into this it was the last service before the new year. And she had just gotten stitches. I didn't think mama was gonna go to church. Mama's one of those old school Pentecostal ladies. And she said, brother, she said, son, I ain't staying here. I'm going to go to that service. Even if I sit in the back seat. So mom comes in, we try to help her out the car. You know, she just got, so she's not good. She sits down all the way in the back seat. And our pastor is one of the ones that the mics to people? You know what I'm talking about? Those are rare and extinct nowadays. <laughs> and he went around and he said, if you have a testimony, I want you to testify. I want you to... Uh, and he just started going through the whole church. It was a pretty big church, about 200 people. And then he says, oh, Sister Calderon, we knew you were going to be here. We got a line prepared for you. I kid you not, church, he had this line that was about, maybe about 200 feet. It was a mic. We didn't. I guess Corliss back then weren't really... They were too expensive probably about 20 years ago. And he walked the line all the way to the back. My mom started to sing this chorus song that says, I am in victory. I am in victory. And the song repeats that over and over. And it says, I sing with joy and I praise God because I am in victory. Brother, she started at that back row with the mic in her hand holding on to the one by one by the time she got there I don't know what happened but she got a little bit of, uh, of energy boom, and she just hit that turbo and from that point she made it all the way up here and when she got up to this point there was a moment where she just let it go and she let go my god the Holy Spirit moved out in that place and as soon as she moved her hand this way the Holy Spirit would move that way and it's in my god that day marked my life and I told myself no matter what the affliction no matter what the circumstance I'm going to go to the house of the Lord. My God, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go. How many are happy to be in the house of the Lord this day? How many are happy to be in the house of the Lord? I want to tell you, no matter how much you need this morning, he is here and he is willing to recharge you. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I know. I told you, bringing a Puerto Rican brother for the last service, it wasn't good. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. You know, it all changed when he entered the sanctuary. You know why? Because when you enter the sanctuary, you refocus on what's important. (laughs) So if this morning you're talking, Pastor, not only do I want to tell you what's wrong, I want to give you the way to fix it biblically. How do we recharge? Focus on God. Oh, I I love what uh, the brother said earlier. He said he's the author and finish finisher focus your eyes on jesus i'm telling you we put our eyes on the presidency and if you did that this year my god (laughs) but nevertheless i put it all on god and he says he says until i went into the sanctuary of god but he's not done yet one more verse one more verse look at verse 23 verse 23 he said until i went into the house of the lord he said, he said, when I went into the house of the Lord, I focused on God. But what did I focus about God? I want to tell you to focus on the same thing that Asaph focused on. He said, yet I am always with you. He said, you hold me by. My God, I've held the hell of mama before. And nobody, nobody like mama's hands. How many understand what I'm talking about? No, no hands like mama's hands. She cooks with love. Amen? And I could also say no hands like daddy's hand. My dad's hands are thicker than mine and he plays congas. He's a percussionist. And I'll tell you what, no hands like daddy's hands. When he put his hands on me, I felt it. No hands like the hands of my daddy. No hands like the hands of mine. But what is going to bring you and I to recharge this year is how we focus on the hand of God. A sad focus on the hand that never let him go. My God, some of you this morning are just thinking of how God has held you this year. And I want to tell you that's exactly what God brought you to the service this morning, so that you would focus on the hand that has held you. The church has to stop looking at everything else and focus on the hand that has held us. If you're here, I made it. If you're here this morning, my God, can you just praise God? I, I started out that way when I started. We've made it, church if you're here under the addition of my voice my god we've made it through 2020 we're four days away from 21 2021 and i've decided in my mind i'm gonna focus on the hand that's holding me i'm gonna focus on the hand that has brought me already all through this whole situation i'm gonna focus on what has been real and it's been the hand of god my god the hand of god is upon this church the hand of god is upon your family the hand of god is upon you how many can confess that this morning the hand of God. I don't know about you, but if you see any situation that's bringing you to feel tired, I want you to think the hand of God, the hand of God, the hand of God. My God, my children are are held by the hand of God. Sister, not only just a hand, not just a hand, not just a hand, (laughs) not just a hand. He says it's the hand of God. So I want to just give you some advice this morning. You may be going through crisis, but he won't let you go. You may be going through some sickness, but the hand of God will never let you go. You may be feeling alone this morning, but let me tell you, the hand of God will never leave you alone. You may be feeling weak, but God, I'm telling you, I could hear him telling but he won't let you go. You may be feeling this morning like nobody around you understands. But God's hand understands. He's been with you. How many know that God has been with us? How many feel like God hasn't forsaken us? Hallelujah. So three things. Focus on the hands. You know why? Because God's hand has unlimited resources. Me and you have limited resources. Even together, we're still limited. But if you focus on the hand of God, his hands are unlimited. Focus on his unlimited resources. In other words, you could sleep in peace because our God has everything under control. And in Ephesians chapter 3, I'm going to finish up where I I started. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16 says that he has riches of glory. I just want to remind you, Luke 137 says that for men, many things are impossible, but for God, nothing. impossible to recharge means to focus on his unlimited love you know what a love that doesn't make sense a love that tells us love your enemy A love that tells you love even the ones who do wrong to you my God that's tough that's tough but nevertheless when you focus on the hand of God Then I understood therein. When you focus on God, you understand therein. And I want to just finish up with this. There's a Bible tells us in the New Testament and we've been focusing this on Wednesdays as we do our discipleship online. And we've been speaking on the book of joy. Funny, the book of joy was written from prison, which was the book of Philippians, written by the Apostle Paul. And we're found in that book that no matter the afflictions, the word that sticks out repeatedly in that book is the word joy he tells them rejoice and again I said rejoice my God I just want to remind some Christian folks in this house that the way that we show that the power in the inner man and the power of the Holy Spirit is residing in that inner man is when we let others around us see that Jesus is still working on the inside but reflecting on the outside how many praise the Lord this morning Please stand on your feet. And I want to just tell you this morning that the Bible is full of advice that we could do for one another. So that we don't focus like a Saf did and like we all do. We focus on the negativity around us. Let me tell you what the New Testament tells us that we should do as believers in the Lord. For one another. The Bible says, pray for one another. Assist one another, care for one another, be kind to one another, love one another, honor one another, don't judge one another, don't despise one another, don't lie on one another, edify one another, comfort one another, minister one another, lift one another. And we have, like the Bible tells us, we are our brother's keepers. So I believe that we need to get recharged as a people of God. Focus on who he is and do what the Bible has tells us. Love your enemy how you love yourself. It's difficult, but if you understand the cross, there's no way that you could love God and not love your neighbors. Your lateral has to be as strong as your (laughs) vertical. So this morning, I want to pray for you. If you need refuel, if you need to recharge, I want to tell you 2021 is going to be a year of the church. We have no other option. (laughs) There's no other way. How else is the church supposed to be victorious if we have everything the way we wanted it in the White House? How else are we going to usher in what the Bible tells us in the book of Revelations if we don't let God be God and Him who puts kings? I'm going to keep preaching, so... Nevertheless, he's here to refuel, recharge, re-energize you. He's here to listen so that you could receive this new year with new strength. And I don't know about you, but we all need strength in the inner man. Father God, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you this morning for your spirit. God, such a wonderful and great presence, Father God, in this house. Lord, this morning I ask, Father God, that you refuel, that you, Father God, re-energize, that you, Father God, this morning give us, Father God, an infuse, not of B12, but of your Spirit. Your Word says that if we, being bad, know how to give good gifts to our children. Father God, how much you, if we ask you to be recharged by your Holy Spirit. Father God, Holy Spirit, have your way from every children in this house, to every adult in this house, to every senior. Father God, let your Holy Spirit move in such a way, Father God, that we are just full of your presence. Father God, that your presence comes out to our pores and that everyone that comes around us feels your love and feels, Father God, you working in our lives. Lord, we don't know how, but we just know, Lord, that you are in control, that we worship and praise your holy name. We focus on you, Lord, today. And we ask you, Father God, to refuel, re-energize. Father God, re-energize and refuel marriages. re energize and refuel matrimonies and families in this house. Father God, re-energize and refuel, Father God, people this morning, Lord, that you've called them for a specific task that they're probably thinking it's time to let go. It's time to give up. It's time to leave it alone. But Father God, today you've come to re-energize. You've come to refuel that inner, that inner man, Lord, and this morning, Father God, we know that with you, everything is possible. We pray today, Lord, and we join in as one, Father God, that you refuel the church so that in the next year that comes in, Father God, Lord, that even if a mosquito bites us, Lord, they could feel the power of your blood in our blood. Father God, that if anyone comes in contact with us, Father God, that they see your power overflowing. Jesus, Father God, t- the Bible tells us how that when Moses came off of that mountain, they saw the presence of God over him. Let others see in this town, in this city, in our work, in our family, in our gatherings, let us see, let them see your power and your strength in our lives. In your mighty name, Jesus, we pray. The church that loves the Lord says, amen, church. I hope and I pray that you've been blessed this morning. I pray for a blessing and a blessed 2021. Listen, let me just tell you this, and this is not a joke. The best is yet to come. How many believe that this morning? If you believe that, praise God in the house.
1: Amen. Let's give God praise. Amen. I might, I might just take that word every year. Uh, I mean, of course, I will. But every year, our fam- my family and I, we pray. We end the year and, and we ask the Lord for a word, like a single word. And uh, in 2020, the word that we kind of established the year on was rest. <laughs> Little did we know, <laughs> we're just going to get shut down and be forced to. For, for, and uh, it, took, it took us, you know... Months to receive that word, especially as things started and we're stressing out. How do we do this? How do we do that? You know, lots of scurrying. And then I think it was about May that I'm like, wait a minute. Let's slow down. He gave us a word. Let's receive the word. Let's not try to go against it. And I know this year has been hard, but He's good. You know, we've spent the last month reflecting on the birth of Christ. That was a hard situation. Who likes to be nine months pregnant on a donkey? 50 miles, right? That's, that's, that's hard. <laughs> but yet God was moving. Who wants to give birth, you know, in, in either a stable or a side of a cave? I mean, Any way you shake it, that, ugh, no. But yet, the movement of the Spirit was there. The witness of the angels was there. If you wanted to see the activity of heaven, you didn't go to Jerusalem at that moment. Even though that's where the temple was, you had to look in the hard places. And I believe what God has done for us is he's given us some hard places to find his presence, so that as we move forward, we can be even more fruitful. Amen. Y'all ever seen a prune tree? I mean, it's like a nub. No. Like when you when you prune a, you ever prune a rose bush? It looks like this. People are like, ah, oh, you cut it down. It's like, no, no, no. Well, mostly, yeah. You're right but it's so that it will be more fruitful. So thank you again, Pastor Misael. We wanna pray for your family. We wanna pray over, whoa, rest. Just a ceiling of rest over you guys. Um, I know it's been a hard year, um, but I'm just I'm just gonna prophesy your word back to you and say, as the Lord works things out, and reestablishes and has pruned your church and your family from outside and in. I just, I see the Lord bringing some closure and some opening. Woo! And especially for your family. That, that the three of you would grow stronger together. And there's going to be a lot of joy, a lot of laughter in 2021 and we just bless you we thank you as you've deposited in us we just freely um, give the blessing right back to you in the name of jesus we agree amen um, love one another be wise about it um, and uh go go with god he is with us amen and yes reminder no wednesday night we Go be with your families on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, Enjoy them. And we will see you again next Sunday. Uh, Happy New Year.